hello, hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to another edition of PWC Connections, the podcast. We're back in the bucket for the month of August. I will be one of your hosts. My name is Lamont Henson, and joining me this time is... Nicole Stiff. What's up, Nicole? Hey, it's been a while. It has been a while. Thank you for joining me again. You I are hope very I, welcome. I didn't scare you off or anything like no, that. No, no, I've just had a lot of stuff going on. Okay. Well, we got a guest in the bucket with us today to help us talk about today's topic. Today's topic, well, it's August. And August, if for those who do not know, is National Water Quality Month. So close your eyes for a second. Let me take you to a little place. Imagine... <laughs> What if life didn't have easy access to uh, clean water? You know, what if you couldn't go to fountains to quench your thirst on a hot day? What if there were no pools? What if there were no lakes or rivers clean enough for recreational activity? No more long, hour-long showers. Whoever's doing that, y'all need to cut that out anyway. No more drinking water straight from the tap, <laughs> even if you filter it. No more running water to your house, period. In short, our lives would be totally different and not for the better. So National Water Quality Month reminds us to take a moment and consider how important water sources are, not just for us as humans, but for everyone. Uh, you know, fish that live in the water or plants and animals that rely on the lakes and rivers, just like we do. So today, joining us to talk about how we treat our water and, you know, our water quality is Mr. Jason Green. He is our water resources treatment facility manager. It's a long title. And Jason, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So if you would start us off by telling us a little bit about your title, uh, you know, how long you've been with PwC and kind of what you do on a day to day. I've been with uh, PwC since uh, October of 2019. So I've been going on about two years now. Uh, it seems longer, man. It does, especially the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, previously, I was the operations supervisor okay. for water treatment facilities. And uh, with Chris Smith's upcoming retirement, I was promoted into his position. So um, I'm looking forward to the the challenges and and moving forward, you know, trying to fill his shoes, which he's got a long legacy here. And I'm, I'm hoping that I can, you know, make him proud and everybody proud that, you know, put me, give me this opportunity. Yes, sir. Now for a youngster or someone who is uh, still thriving in their professional career, what path did you take education wise or in some of your other previous work experiences? Well, um, I was in the army after high school. Mm -hmm. uh, when I got out of high school, I started working for the, the state psychiatric hospital in Morganton. Oh, and, interesting. Uh, um, dealt with the very violent individuals. And after my third concussion, mm. I thought maybe it'd be a good time for a career change. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I saw a, a job opportunity at city of Morganton's water treatment plant for an operator and, uh, applied for it and got it. And, um, moved up through the ranks there, lab supervisor, uh, superintendent, and then worked my way up just like anybody else. And, you know, um, this is my 20th year in water treatment and looking forward for at least another, another good 10 years. Absolutely. Okay. So water treatment, uh, talk to us about that. What does that look like on a day to day? Um, I'm, you should, of course we want to keep things status quo and normal, but what if things aren't? Well, we have, uh, situations like um, dealing with the 1,4-doxane and PFAS and stuff in the river that changes. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Greensboro had um, another, they alerted us to another release of 1,4-doxane. So there is challenges of dealing with 
contaminants and stuff in the Cape Fear River. Mm -hmm. And we're taking proactive steps. We're looking at, you know, enhancing our treatment methods and, and bringing in new equipment um, to help get as much as that as we can out of the water right. to keep it safe for our customers. So um, out of all the utilities in North Carolina, I think, you know, PwC is on the forefront at looking at new technologies and, and new methods to keep our drinking water safe for our customers. Now, uh, a few months back, uh, we received an award from the NCDEQ, North Carolina Department of Environmental Quality. Am I mm -hmm. on point with that? Yep, oh, I'm kind of proud of myself. Talk to us about uh, that award. Where were some of the standards or things that they took a look at for us to earn that distinction? Um, I believe you're talking about the area-wide optimization program. Yes, sir. Uh, what that is, is uh, the state looks at, and it, that was originally established by the EPA as a way to look at enhanced coagulation and filtration methods for facilities um, in an effort to reduce the likelihood of uh, cryptosporidium or giardia from making it out of the system. Mm. Um, That's the bad stuff. Yeah, that's, yeah they're, they're two. They're two um, cryptosporidium is a, a parasite and um, giardia is a virus. And when they're waiting for um, the right conditions, mm -hmm. which is the intestines of a warm-blooded animal, they're in a spore form, very resistant to any disinfection. So the best way to deal with that and prevent it from getting out into the system is have really clean water leaving your facility. So um, they set this criteria up where your 95% uh, of your turbidity readings have to be below 0.1, which is 0.3 is the, the MCL. That's the standard. Okay. So they want us down below, way down below that. And we met that standard. And what that does is we're getting all that stuff out before it even comes to the filters. Mm. So it, it takes a lot of hands-on. Mm -hmm. The operators have to be really engaged to help meet that standard. So what does monitoring water quality kind of look like? And I know you are speaking from a, a, the manager position and having to, uh, you know, supervise the operators, but just what does that kind of entail? Well, with being on Cape Fear, uh, in the industry, we call it a flashy source, mm -hmm. which means you have a lot of ups and downs as far as water quality. And, and by that, I mean the clarity of the water. It could get really muddy really quick. Yeah. And that's what turbidity means, right? Turbidity, the, the measure of the clarity of the water. Um, so uh, operators, we have online instrumentation that's continually taking samples and looking at it and seeing, you know, what the turbidity is coming into the plant. The operators are verifying that and they're making chemical dosage changes based on those readings that they're getting to help keep the plant in compliance. Mm. And also, we have an operator of the year at one of our plants, we too. Uh, David Fairclough is the A Surface Operator of the Year. Uh, he's over at the Glenville Water Treatment Plant. Uh, very proud of David. David does a really good job. He's one of my young guns, as we call. And uh, and he's, you know, he's a bright spot in the future for coming up PwC over the next 20-some years. I'm, I feel like we're lucky to have him. And you, too, Jason. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we have a, all our personnel here. We're, we're pretty fortunate. Now, you mentioned one for uh, dioxin. What are some other common public concerns? Like, uh, I know Gen X was one that was mentioned. What are some things that you guys are doing to kind of, you know, combat those things? Well, good thing about Gen X is, you know, um, um, Chemours is sufficiently far enough downstream 
that we don't have to worry about that. Right. Our intake is several miles upstream from mm -hmm. that. So it's not a concern for us. But we do have issues with emerging contaminants like 1,4-doxane, PFOA, PFOS, among other things that, you know, we're looking at that waste treatment plants can't remove from their waste streams. So if they can't remove it, it gets sent back into the, the watershed mm -hmm. and eventually makes it to our intake. So we've got to look at, you know, new technology, like uh, we're running a pilot plant project at both facilities right now, looking at granular activated carbon. And what it is, is it's just, it's, it's basically, it looks like finely ground charcoal and it, it absorbs that into its, um, into that medium. And after so long, we'll have to dig it up, send it off to be uh, refreshed and reinstalled. So um, there's no way to really destroy it or remove it other than give it something absorptive like that. And, and then that way we can take care of it and remove it from the water. I think one of the coolest things that people probably don't always think about is that, you, you know, you guys are working very hard every day to make sure that our customers have high quality uh, safe drinking water, but we also have a responsibility for those people that are downriver from us, like in the Wilmington area where the Cape Fear River dumps out. We always try to make sure that we're putting back into the river um, cleaner to, water, yeah, cleaner water than it was when we took it out, and I think that's really awesome. Yeah, and and we work really close. You know, um, I've you know over this last little issue with one door one four dock scene with Greensboro, I was able to make some really good contacts in Greensboro. Cape Fear, all these systems that, you know, we're sharing this one watershed with, and we're talking back and forth. We're sharing our lab results. We're mounting ideas off each other. So, yeah, it's really important that we all work together because it is one water source and one watershed. Teamwork makes the dream work, Lamont. That's why it's a slogan. <laughs> now, it, it talk about protecting our source, and you mentioned, it, you said the Cape Fear River. What Are there any other water sources, and is that our main source? It is our main source, but Glenville Lake does utilize the the little the Cross Creek watershed over there, little Cross Creek watershed, and you know we have. Um, and you're gonna put me on the spot because I can never remember all of them. I know we got Glenville Lake, Bonnie Dune, Cornbow, and and is it the Marsh? little Cross Creek. It's like Marsh Lake or something like that. Something I can't ever remember that. Yeah. Lake. Okay. But it's all those little lakes that kind of work together. Wendy Dunaway does a really good job taking care of the watersheds for us that feeds over to Glenville. Um, but with the flows like it is right now, mm -hmm. you know, in the summertime and stuff, um, Glenville has to go off of the, the Cape Fear a lot too. So um, when, when there's plenty of rain and not enough demand, you know, we can pretty much, you know, utilize those that lake chain, the Glenville lake chain over there um, for at least 15, 20 days in a row before we have to switch off of it. Wow. Now, for our listeners uh, and those living in the area, how is it, what are some ways people can protect their water sources or uh, ways that they can help us out? Some of the biggest things you can do is just think about what would you not want to dump in your pots at home okay. and consume? I wouldn't want to put motor oil in my pot that I'm boiling spaghetti in. No. I wouldn't want to throw trash, bottles, anything like that. Poor pesticides, you know, just, just think about anything that you're not willing to put inside of a pot right. that you're using for your food. We don't want that stuff around our watersheds either because it, I mean, it only takes, uh, that was a study I read about about 15 years ago. 
Um, you know, it was a common practice back in the day for people to change oil in a car and they just go out and dump it in their backyard. Hmm. One quarter oil will basically make a thousand gallons of groundwater unusable. So think about, I mean, just, just that one little quart has that big impact on that, on that groundwater source. Same thing with the surface water. So I always like to think, you know, just, you know, if you're not willing to put it in something that you're going to eat or drink out of, we don't want it around those resources either. Yeah, it makes sense. I wouldn't want a gallon of water with one drop of motor oil in there. Right. And you think about how many times you may have, without thinking, just threw something in the backyard. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. You know, or so if, if you're someone like me who grew up in the country where you didn't have city water and you're used to well water, it's there's lots of different things to think about and to know about how your water gets to you and That's how right. you can keep it safe. Well, with that said, please properly dispose of chemicals, uh, cease the grease. So we have fat trappers. If you're cooking, do not pour that grease down the drain. We have a way that you can properly dispose of it. Uh, Same thing with motor oil. If you have motor oil that you're not using, please take it to a recycling center. And there's always uh, volunteer groups that sometimes already found it and people can just join and be a part of to kind of help protect their water source uh, here or somewhere in their area. Uh, the water quality report. Each April, we release the water quality report, uh, just kind of checks and balances of how we're treating water. Uh, how do you contribute to that? Um, I compile, well, we get a lot of assistance from Rhonda Locklear in, in the lab. They help collect a lot of our samples. Uh, but I compile all that data mm-hmm. into the, the, the charts, you know, looking at um, what the residuals are and, you know, what if we even have any, you know, there's a lot of them that we put on there that are non-detects. You know, we don't see them, but they're contaminants of, of particular, you know, concern where a lot of people have read about it, seen about it. So we want to make sure that we'll say, okay, well, you know, we, let's put it in there anyway, even though there's nothing there because it, it might be familiar to them from something that they read in a magazine article or whatever. And they see that we're doing a good job. But It's all about the transparency. Right. Yeah. And like you said, it was, you know, the, this, it used to be called the consumer confidence report, Mm -hmm. um, which ironically the acronym for that is also the acronym of our department. So when people would ask me for the CCR, I'm like, what are you talking about? I am the CCR. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the whole report. (laughs) But you know, it was, it was set up by the EPA as a way for our customers to see, you know, for us to be transparent and show them what is in their water. And then, and then that way they know. And, um, you know, over the last 15 years, they've strengthened it up because now we have to put in uh, our source water quality. You know, is there any impairments on where we get our water from and stuff like that? And there's getting ready to be a big revision coming up with the new lead and copper rule here in a couple of years. Uh-huh. So there's going to be a lot more um, revisions to that. But it's a great resource for our customers. So that lets them know that, hey, you know, we're doing a good job. And the the water quality report, it reports the formal results of regulatory and non-regulated contaminant monitoring in our annual consumer confidence report, the CCR, which provides an annual summary of the water system operations and water quality management throughout our water system. That report can be found on our website, FAYPWC.com. If you're doing a search, type in FAYPWC water quality report, it will come up. Uh, Jason. If someone, for whatever reason, needs to get in contact with your area, perhaps they know of massive dumping into the our water system, how, 
how would they do that? Or do you not necessarily deal with the contacts from the public like that? No, um, we, we have a web or, or an email account set up H2O at FAYPWC.com that, uh, you know, anybody can go. It's it's easily visible on the website. They can click on it. They can send us an email. And it we comes, tested it recently to make sure that it right. works. Yeah, we, we had, did. Because we were transitioning <laughs> it over from Chris to me. Okay. So um, it works. Any email that comes in, I'm looking at and seeing. And, and if it's something that doesn't necessarily deal in my area, like if it's a watershed issue, I'll get it to Wendy. I'll reach out to whoever sent it and said, you, you know, here I've got it. I'm going to get you in touch with Wendy Donaway. And, and, here you go. So that, that that's probably the most preferred way. I know they can call the customer call center. Uh, they're really good with getting up with us anytime they have an issue. And I, you know, I've had some calls after hours where a customer has a, a question and they'll call me on my cell phone and you know, we'll get it hammered out and straightened out for them. Okay. Cole, you got anything? What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Free. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> I, I prefer Reese cup. Wow, Reese cup. Oh man, you can't go wrong with that. What you got? What's your favorite? I'm going with butter pecan. Um. Well, oh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it or not, but there's a flavor that Hershey's has out called Superman mm -hmm. ice yeah, cream. Really good, the rainbow. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm. It is so delicious. Sherbet, there's a little place um, right here on the river that sells it. The bait shop down here on mm -hmm. the river. Okay. Oh my gosh. I, I, I'm in love with that. It's yeah. delicious. Mm. And it also makes me feel like I'm a superhero when I eat it. So you, you just drummed wrong. up some business for you them. I think go I'm going to enjoy that. <laughs> well, Jason, we, we definitely enjoyed the time that you spent with us and talking to us about water quality. Thank you for all you're doing here uh, to help keep the water safe, not only for us, but for everyone in the community. Uh, congratulations on your recent promotion. Uh, onward and upward. I'm sure you're going to continue to keep climbing. Uh, thank our listeners for tuning in to another episode. Remember, uh, if you need resources for PwC, look to our website, FAYPWC.com. A uh, ton of content and information there on our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Nextdoor, FAYPWC. We're constantly putting out information. And please go to our YouTube channel. You can see Jason Green's lovely face. Mm especially for the water treatment awards. He helped us out with that uh, TV segment a few months back, as mentioned in this. Uh, it's a Friday. We're getting ready to wrap it up. Thanks for tuning in to another episode and joining us in the bucket. We will catch you in about two weeks. We're out of here.